Welcome to Parenting Matters. This is Parenting Matters, where we talk about Parenting Matters. Why? Because parenting matters. And we are excited that you're here. We're excited for 2021. Are you excited for 2021, Tanya? I am excited for 2021, you know, but I had this thing. I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. Everyone's talking about, I can't wait till 2021. Hmm. I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I can't wait. And my thought is, how do you know 2021 is going to be any different from 2020? <laughs> like you're putting all your hope and expectations in this new day, which has already passed. It's, we're already into yeah. like the fifth or sixth. Currently, it's the yeah, Did sixth. anything change for you? No. <laughs> you know? I, Jesse and I talked about this yesterday at Live at Lunch, huh. which airs Tuesdays at 12 p.m., 12, 10 p.m. on Facebook and m1bc.org or .tv. He said, I was playing cards at 11.59 at 12 o'clock, my kids shut off some fireworks, and then at 12.01, I was still playing cards, and yeah. nothing changed. And the reality is that is the same. And we, I likened it to uh, Y2K. Uh-huh. You know, there were... Yes. Yeah. Uh, ever, 2020 has been anticipated to, to be turning the page to 2021, similar to 2000. Uh-huh. But really, if you think back to 2000, everybody thought a lot worse things were going to happen. Like it was the opposite, where most people in 2020 expected January 1, 2021, everything was just going to disappear. Like hope in this new year. Yeah, that's right. And the 2000, it was the complete opposite. Right. Where everything was going to crash. Yes. The The whole computers were going to stop stop (laughs) working. And that didn't happen either because it is just another day. Right. Right. In the grand scheme, let's just put it this way not to Jesus juke everybody here, but if you're a Christ follower, Time doesn't mean anything to God, yeah. right? That's why when we get so upset because God's timing is seems to be late or it seems right. to be Him not answering, that's because we have a timeline yes. that we put out there that is not biblical, is not mm-hmm. not the way that God works. Yep. And so <laughs> we got to be careful about stuff like that. He doesn't right. care about time and dates and things like that. And the truth is, when you know, you really get scholarly and you start looking at all these things have changed anyway all over the right. time yeah. from from a long time ago so i mean it doesn't it, I ultimately think, it is nice to have a point where you always yes. look for things right but it helps us for sure if if new year's resolutions have taught us anything that fades away quickly yeah. because it is an emotional move more right. than a a practical move but i think too it's where you're putting your hope. If you're putting your hope in just a brand new year, changing everything, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because again, so far nothing has changed. COVID is still around. Things are still the way they were in December. Sure. If you live so, in America, then the presidential thing is still going on. Yeah. It's still yeah. very debated. And there's a lot of things that are happening in, in that changed. regard too. Yeah. So the one good, like, I like fresh beginnings. I like new starts. I like having those. I always look forward to like September and the beginning of school in January um, because it is a time to like refocus and rethink about your resolutions or intentions or goals or whatever. Again, most of them don't make it past a month or two. Um, but there's a difference, I think, that in setting some goals and having some intentions for the new year and just can't like I can't wait till the new year starts like you're expecting it to just change on its own. Yeah. No work on your part. And things are just going to magically be better because the calendar turned a page. Right. And a lot of times, just because this is a podcast called Parenting Matters, and yes. we'll tie it back to Parenting Matters. I figured matters, you might. We do the same <laughs> thing with parenting in that yeah. we go, okay, 
I really messed that up or I haven't done this and I really want to do this. I'll do it at this date. Right. Once they turn 13 or... Yeah, exactly. Once, once they start it, school. Once they start school. Once or, they turn 13. Yeah. Or once I get them out of diapers. Once yes. they, you know, I'm not... Learning to sleep. To, yeah. Once yeah. they're driving. I mean, yeah. there are, there are milestones and sure. I've gone through every one of those milestones. Right. I'm about to hit the milestone where my daughter graduates high school and moves out of the house. Ooh. Right? That's... We were within seven months of that happening. That's crazy. And... You know, that's a milestone. Right. But it, I'm not a person that, that I'm actually the opposite of you. I figure if, you can, if you're going to start something, do it when it's time. Sure. Right? I, I don't have to wait for anything else because if I wait for something else, I feel like I'm not going to do it. Right. But that's just my personality. Yeah. Everybody's personality is different. Right. And so whatever works for you, think of that. My advice is just with parenting and with life is don't, don't try to create this huge, massive, amazing thing that is right. not – Yes. Sustainable. Yes. Uh, I think I've... Yes. My, my dad, when we were growing up, he knew he needed to do something to build our spiritual lives. Uh-huh. And, and as a relatively inexperienced Christian or new Christian, he was desperate that we would grab hold of the faith that, he, that had enraptured him and grabbed him. And, uh-huh. and he cool. loved so much. And so he, he woke us up at six o'clock every morning before school and he made us read the Bible. That was horrible, right? Right, like that. Nobody liked it. He didn't even like it. Yeah, and so it didn't work. Yeah, because it was not. It wasn't as practical. It was, I mean, it, he had good intentions, and it was right. well thought out and well practiced, but it wasn't practical. Sure. And so it didn't last longer than two weeks. And so right. by you know January twentieth, we were not doing it anymore. Yeah, because and he then, was tired. We were complaining, and it wasn't great. And then your kids see all that inconsistency, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, here we go again." You know, some other thing mom wants to do. Or I, whatever. Yeah, I think that if. You know, one of the main things about teaching your kids spiritual disciplines is that you make it a discipline that is consistent. Because mm-hmm. one of the things yes. about discipline is that you are yes. creating a consistent habit. Yes. It may change over time, but there is a consistency right. to it that if you are up and down and, and you're all in for a certain season and right. then you're all out, that's not the right way to go, right? Like Jesus' model was never... Jesus retreated a lot, and I've heard this a lot over the last yeah. couple of days, of how Jesus was in the middle of these huge events and these incredible happenings and uh-huh. occurrences that, of course, he was leading through and knew exactly what he was doing and did all of the things that made all this happen. And afterwards, he would retreat. Yeah. It wasn't to get away from all of the things about spirituality and God. Right. It was to get Obviously. closer to God and recenter yes. with him mm-hmm. because... That's where you restore and replenish yourself. And what we do is we have these big, maybe a spiritual event, and then we fizzle out and take a step back and somehow like bank it and say, well, I had this big event. I went to church like five times in a row. I can afford to go on, you know, deer (laughs) season now and not go to church for three weeks or even think about anything in spiritual matters. And my Bible will find its way underneath the the chair. I think too, there's importance that our culture doesn't do as well is the importance of rest and how the mm. rest, like God made these um, cycles of work and rest, mm. right? You work for six days, you rest for one in the Bible. And we're just not good at the the resting. We work, 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 work all the mm-hmm. way through. And so that's what Jesus was doing too, is he was retreating because in that rest, as we do, we get filled up by God. We spend time with him. If it's intentional rest, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people in 2020 were given the ability to rest. Sure. Right? Yeah, I mean, some many people had to work from home, had to stay right. home, and in theory, they could have gotten a lot of time. Right, but or you really on Netflix. 
Yeah. But we read that book as a staff. Oh, gosh, what was it called? Anyway, he talked about like four different... Emotionally healthy spirituality. Yes, four mm-hmm. different aspects of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And it was things that you delight in, things that you rest, that give you rest. Obviously, like being intentional and connecting with God. And I forget the term. And now I forgot the last one. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but it's not just about prayer. You're not going to have to spend your Correct. whole rest yeah. period in prayer. It's also in things that you delight in, things that refresh your spirit, restore, things that, yeah, yeah um, that you find a restful. And I think it's important to teach your kids that, too. Um, they need to see you resting, and then you need to teach them how to work, teach them how to work, and teach them how to rest intentionally. Again, yeah. not just on their video games, watching Netflix. Yeah. Sleep until 2 p.m. <laughs> like, if you go back to Jesus's model, right? When he retreated, he usually did something, right? He right. got on a boat, yeah, which I think he enjoyed. Yeah, he was I on a boat a lot in the boat. Enjoyed <laughs> being on a boat and and getting away from the crowds mm-hmm. that way. He walked up mountains. Yeah, I mean, he did yeah. manly things that you know we sometimes overlook as we read scripture, right? When he got away to rest, because yeah, he was he was very intentional about getting back centered and aligned with God. Because mm-hmm. again, he was right. also retreating because in after these massive events, there were calls for him to become king. There were yeah. calls for him to you know people are calling him all the things that he was not prepared to right. to show them because that wasn't his purpose. His purpose was to come down the cross right. and come back to life, not to become a king that would sit on a throne like that. Right, the worldly king. Yeah. yeah. So he needed to retreat, not only to recenter himself, but to to rest and do the things that he enjoyed, which yeah. are not bad things, right? Having not hobbies are important. Very important. And as a parent, you should have some types of hobbies. As long as, and I heard Andy Stanley say this yesterday because he's promoting his book, Better uh, Decisions and Fewer Regrets, which is a phenomenal book. If you haven't read it, I would I, I binge read it on uh, Monday while I was getting a ton of things done. So, All right. so spoiler, I listened to it. Uh, it but it was it's fantastic, and it's a lot of the same things that he's talked about for so long, but... It is a phenomenal look into why do some of these things happen? Because we get so busy doing these other mm-hmm. things. But he talked about, you know, he had to stop doing a hobby that took away from his parenting and right. being a, being a right. husband because that's not healthy. You're not resting from that necessarily. You can retreat yeah. and get yourself refreshed, but that's always your number one goal. And if the thing that you do that's your hobby that takes away from that time. Yeah. Then you gotta you gotta give that up, or you when your hobby to... becomes an idol. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's... When it's the thing that you run home to do instead of a thing that you go, oh man, I have some time. I'm gonna do this. That's and again, it where is it's that, a problem. It's that uh, cycle of work and rest. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to the the habits you were talking okay. about. You know, building consistent habits. So I read this book called Mini Habits, and what I liked what he said is. To begin a habit, pick something, you know, so like I want to exercise more, but then pick something you can do even on your worst day. Mm -hmm. So you're homesick or whatever, your world's just falling apart, whatever it is, but it's something you can do on your worst day. So I can't get up and run a a mile anyway, but you know, on my worst day, I'm not going to go out and run for three hours or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And so he was talking about like, he started with just one push up. So I'm like riding my little inside bike for two minutes a day is the goal. Then you can, obviously, once I'm on there, I'll do 10, 15, 20, however. If it works out, you have a whole other plan. Yes, but you're building the habit of getting on the bike. Mm -hmm. And so you're 
your goal is two minutes or, you know, whatever. So make it easy. So the same you were talking about with your dad. And so um, if you want to build some spiritual disciplines into your, your life at home with your kids, start with something that you can do, that your youngest child can do or... Yeah. That on your kid on their worst day they could do, yeah. you know, or in your busiest day on your busiest right? day, right? It, yeah, yeah. It, because that's really what happens more often for me is that you look at your day and you go, man, from the moment I get up until the moment I fall asleep, mm-hmm. it's go time, right? Right. Yesterday was that day for me when I woke yeah. up at three thirty and didn't I, at nine o'clock. I got into bed and went. I think I might fall asleep. And (laughs) this morning, Rainy goes, that took you about two seconds. Yeah. (laughs) But I I was going nonstop from 3.30 until 9 o'clock last night. Now, if I didn't have habits built in, Mm -hmm. I would have missed those things because I could have filled it with a lot more things. I mean, at 9 o'clock, I literally just passed out. Yeah. There was no other – there was no more I could give, but I had lots of other things to do. But I – I still wanted to work out, uh-huh. and I still want to always, of course, read my Bible and pray. Uh-huh. Now, I've a long time ago, I was telling a guy, man, I just don't know where I can fit in reading Bible and what, uh-huh. what's going to have to... He goes, well, you need to wake up earlier. I said, I wake up at 4.30 every morning. Of course, yesterday I woke up at 3.30 because Zoe was screaming, and I got up, and I, I don't even know why she was screaming, but of course, she was screaming bloody murder. I walked in her room, pat her on the back, and she was already asleep. Well, next, I couldn't go back to sleep, yeah. so I laid there for an hour <laughs> until my alarm went off at 4.30. I got up. When I go to workout, the guy looked at me and he goes, well, what What do you do at 4.30 in the morning? I said, I get up and go to workout. He goes, what do you do between the dr- – how long does it take you to get to the, the gym? I said, it takes me about 15, 20 minutes. He goes, why don't you do it then? Yeah. I said, oh, that's a great time. And you can do that the same with your kids in the car on the way to exactly. school. Every morning, this exactly. is what we do on the way to school. We turn off the radio, you know, whatever. And when you think about it, like I have a ton of time. So every morning I take Zoe and Leticia to school. I drop – Leticia first. So we leave the house at 7.10. By 7.21, we're at the junior high. I'm dropping Leticia off. Then I get to Zoe's school at 7.35. At 7.35 to 7.45, it's just Zoe and I sitting in the mm-hmm. car. Now, sometimes Zoe wants to play. That's a good thing for me because I'm usually catching up on emails and things yeah. like that while I'm sitting there. But other times she wants to just cuddle with me or yeah. talk or answer questions. Or I would like to every once in a while pray with her. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be better at that because yeah. I want to do those things. And I know I should, but a lot of times I let myself get – because it's not a habit. Right. My habit right. is to get in the thing, push park. She gets out of the car. She starts playing around. And it, it does take intentionality to say, hey, why don't we pray before you go? And really, if you prayed with her, it would take one minute? One minute. Two? That's right. I can yeah. put a time. And one of the things that we yeah. do is I get in the car. I go, hey, what time is it on the clock? She goes, 7.37. She reads the time. And that's we, part of the little things that we've worked on. I was intentional to teach yes. her how to tell time like that. Love it. And I could say, hey, at 7.41, we're going to stop. We're going to pray. And then uh-huh. 7.42, you still have two more minutes to get everything ready to go before the line moves. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. And I need to do it. And I'll try to do it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you accountable next week. <laughs> yeah, there week. you go. Next week. We'll ask you. That's good. But that's how easy it is. I guess that's what we want to get out to those of you listening is one minute. Read one verse. Maybe mm-hmm. you're... Your plan for your kids is to read one verse on the way to school or one verse while you're all sitting down at dinner already or whatever. You know, you think of what works for your family, but one minute, two minutes, one verse, you know, something. I had a conversation yesterday with a lady that is not a parent or a kid, she's just a lady. 
and she was saying how you know her <laughs> very well. Is it me? I, it was on the it was on the way to come to you. Is she? I walked past her, and she said, "I'm just I've got so many things to do, and I've been working all day. And when I get home, I'm just so tired, and I find myself not doing any of the things that I need to do." Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's understandable. When we have so many things to do, yeah, oftentimes we don't do any of them because yes. we get so overwhelmed." Yes. Jim Gaffigan will always say, "Sometimes do you ever get have so many things to do that you decide to just take a nap?" Yep. <laughs> and that's that's life. That's reality. Yes. Uh, so what I told her to do was take one of those things and just do one of those things uh-huh. and force yourself to say, okay, I've got 17 things to do. I'm really tired. So when you get home, take uh-huh. your shower, get a bite to eat, sit down and put a timer on and say, yes. I'm resting for 10 minutes. Yeah. And when this timer goes off, I'm going to put everything else away uh-huh. and I'm going to do one thing one on my thing. list. See, here's the thing. It doesn't just happen. You can identify it all you want, but you have, you to, be have, to, be, you have to be intentional to be intentional to say, and sometimes I'm going to put this away and do it. I do it the opposite. Sometimes I'm like, okay, get home and for 15 minutes, work as, through as much mm-hmm. of your to-do mm-hmm. list as you can in 15 minutes. So maybe it's one thing, maybe it's two things, depending on what the tasks are. But get home, 15 minutes... Work on your to-do list, and then you can rest, and, you know? So however you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, again, that goes back to personality. Yeah. However you work best, only you know how you exactly. work best. And listen, maybe you don't know how you work best. You don't know how to Try parent now. best. Try. Try different yep. things. Uh, your kids are pretty resilient. So when you make a mistake, <laughs> if you realize it's a mistake, go, hmm, that didn't work out. Really sorry. And tell them that. Yeah, yeah, and tell say, them that. Hey, that be, didn't work out. We tried it. Go, hey, I was trying something. That didn't yeah. work out. Really sorry. I know that was kind of an annoyance to everybody. Even me, I am sorry. Let's. Here's what I'm thinking again. Yep. I'll take your input. Those things are great teachable moments for your kids, so that they, when they grow up and become great adults, yeah. they go, "I can say I'm sorry well, and mess up. It's okay." And even as a kid, they be. It gives them more confidence to take a risk. Like I'm going to try this. It might fail, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I think, like, we just don't want to fail mm-hmm. in we our don't human want, nature. We want our naturally. We want our kids to think that we're perfect. Yes. And. We never want to be wrong because right. it seems like we're giving up some power. Yes. Uh, and, and we just want everybody to do what we say. But that's not reality. And when you can accept that reality, you're going to realize that your relationships are better mm-hmm. and your life is better. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's all right. That was good stuff for the new year, I think. <laughs> Hope you're encouraged. Because I think we're all struggling with the same things yes. in regards to, uh, well, everybody wants to make 2021 a better year than 2020. Yes. Uh, I keep saying that people, my 2020 really wasn't that bad. Mine was the best year of hat. I yes. got married. <laughs> yeah. Hey, way to go, Alfredo. Uh, so it it really is your outlook on it. It is. It How is. did you, maybe you got caught up in 2020 and, and you fell into the, 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 the news and the press. I talked to my 90-year-old grandmother yesterday, two days ago. And she, I, I always ask her, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Because she's been struggling with health stuff for a while. And she goes, honestly, I'm just, today was not a good day. I had a mm-hmm. really hard day. And I, I said, well, you're just not feeling good? She goes, honestly, no, I'm just a little worn out. I'm just tired of all this. I want it to be done. I want yeah. it to be over. Yeah. I've talked to so many people that just want it to be done, want it to be over. Listen, it can be what you want it to be. Yes. If you, and I told her, stop watching the news so much. Yes. Stop, yes. stop reading all the headlines. Yep. I said, those people, that is a business that is getting paid to make you watch right. and read. So what are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they going to they're report on fluffy kittens and puppy things. dogs? No, yeah. they're gonna do things that are gonna grab attention so that people yeah. put their eyes on it. 
Yes. That drags us down and we don't even realize it's happening. That's yes. why social media is the same way. You stop at the things that are the train wreck, not right. the cute, cuddly things. Or just the everyday things. That's right. The just yeah. everyday things we don't yeah. post and we don't look at those things. Right. And the person that does post everyday things is annoying to us. It's annoying. Because it's just all the time. <laughs> but we stop at the train wreck that yes. we're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing thing, yeah. right? Listen, that's not healthy yeah. because that's not where we live in life. Yeah. But what it can do is create an atmosphere where you think, I'm not meeting these goals. I'm not meeting yeah. these standards. I'm not being the parent that I should be. I'm not being the husband or wife that I should be. That's not true. Yeah. You got to turn off the noise and trust in what is real. Mm-hmm. And watch how your perspective and your outlook is so much better. Instead of watching an hour worth of news, go spend an hour in the scripture. Yes. And all of a sudden you're going to feel, maybe spend 30 minutes in the scripture and 30 minutes praying for people, Mm -hmm. praying for the people in your family, but also praying for the people that you're having a hard time with. Yeah. And watch how when you walk away, you'll you'll go, you can handle the next thing that comes at you so much better than if you spend an hour scrolling through Facebook or listening to the news about all the negative things that are going on. And your disposition will just be better. (laughs) Incredibly. (laughs) I think- you can trust. Oh, you can try it, and trust me, I promise it'll work. Or you cannot, and just stay where you are. And, Keep going, yeah. yeah, and just like, oh, this is so hard. And that, that's the other thing is, you can let life happen to you and be like, oh man, twenty twenty was the worst. Like, I just can't wait for it to be over. Or you can be intentional and say, I'm going to make twenty twenty one better, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to implement this one minute of prayer every day with my kid, or you know, whatever it is you choose. Um, but you have the choice. Yeah, you have the choice. And you're, there are times you're going to be as intentional as you can be, and bad things are going to happen. Uh, but don't just let life happen. Somebody somebody said to me the other day, I want to see you fail. Because I, if you don't ever fail, it means you're not really trying. Ooh. And like, it doesn't Ouch. need to be a colossal, horrible, moral failure. No, I want you to try things, yeah. and if they fail, that's fine. Oh. Because... That's and a good that's word. scary for a, num- scary. a person like myself, a personality like myself who enjoys yeah. not doing that. Yes. But that is it's an it's an incredible challenge for me it to to just try things that in the back of my mind I know because I've thought 17 steps ahead. Yes. Seth and I have very similar personalities. Yeah, that that's going to probably not work. Right. That doesn't mean you don't try it though. Right. Because there's a lot of variables that I can't even comprehend yep. and if I can just convince myself of that. Yesterday, driving home, I was thinking this new position that I have. I'm terrible at it. I need to just give it to somebody else because I and God almost audibly said, "Yeah, I want to be in charge of this, and uh-huh. I want you to give it to me so that oh, I can show you how good it can good. be." Good and word. I was like, man, "Man, I knew that." Thanks, God. What is my problem? <laughs> and it may, it helped me. Yeah. Not to. Be lazier, but to be more intentional about going, I can't control this. I need to just slow down yeah. and trust in God and rest in Him yeah. and watch what He does. And when He when He moves as He promised He will, right. then I'm ready for it. And also not to think, well, He didn't move by this time, so I need to go ahead and do it for Him. Right. Because there's nothing worse than that. It never works out. I no. did read something in a book recently, though, that I liked, and I know maybe we're going a little long, but it said... Pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on you. So it's both. Mm. It's not like we pray and don't work and be like, all right, right, God's got it. It's a fun, Um, it's a fine balance. But it's a balance. But, and you just have to be careful to not overwork 
and what God actually intentions yes. you to. When you keep, yep. and yesterday was the day for me, I just kept banging my head up against these things that didn't work and didn't work and didn't work. That's the time where typically I just put my head down and keep going and yeah. keep going. And I just finally said, oh, yeah. that's what happened. And we do that as parents as well, where you try the things that work and you try read every book and you try all these things and you want to do this so bad. And it just doesn't work. But the, when you think about it, you go, I never asked God. I haven't God. prayed. Yep. Yep. I haven't said Yep. God, I know you're working in this, and I want to join you in it. Mm-hmm. Help me to join you. Yep. Ooh. Ouch. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, if you made it all the way here. Yeah, Sit on that for a minute. Yeah, let that one stew. <laughs> Go pray in your prayer closet and tell God you're sorry that you tried to get ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And we want to watch you move. Because, man, imagine if we all started doing that. Imagine if we all started saying, God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to join you where you're already at work, yep. because that's that's the reality. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Parenting Matters. We look forward to seeing you, or actually, we never see you, but we <laughs> look forward to talking with you talking again. You. There you go. Next week, uh, if you ever need anything, you can certainly visit our website m1bc.org. You can email me, Seth at magnoliasfirst.org, or Tanya at magnoliasfirst.org. I don't know what her actual email is now. That it her, works, her, Tanya. Oh, good. Fantastic. Her, email, her last name changed, so I figured it should be her first name's not going to change. So you can email us. Uh, we'd love to talk to you more. I uh, hope you have a great week, and we will see you next week. Bye.